A man once said, it's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. There's something mysterious in the actions of Jesus Christ today. After Peter rebukes him and tells him that he must not suffer by going to the cross. The Gospel says, At this, Jesus turned around and looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter. So the question, why the moment of hesitation? Why did he look at his disciples? What was he looking at? What did he see? And why did he have such a violent reaction to Peter immediately afterwards? We all share one thing in common. We know what it means to suffer. And suffering has a universal effect on everybody that it touches. It causes us to feel separated, to feel alienated in the world. Suffering places us in a deep and dark place within ourselves where we feel isolated and alone. In a place where we feel like no one can reach us there. No one can save us there because no one can see us there. Suffering separates me from everyone else and everything else in the world. And that's the worst part of suffering. Not so much the event itself, but the after effect. One of the reasons sexual assault of any kind is so evil is because it stays with the victim forever. It may occur for only a second in time, but that second reverberates through the rest of their lives like a hurricane of devastation causing them to feel isolated from themselves, from the world, and from everybody else. That's the principal effect of suffering. It makes us feel alone, as if we're walking by ourselves in a land of death. And that is why healing from the pain caused by our sufferings in life must necessarily mean coming to the point of sharing it with someone else so that I'm no longer alone within it. And that's exactly why Jesus Christ comes to us. To find us in the land of our death so that together we can walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Just like the psalm said. That's how He frees our soul from death our eyes from tears, and our feet from stumbling by joining us in the place of our cross. And that's why he rebuked Peter for trying to separate him from going to his own cross. Because the cross is the very reason that he came into this world. He came to find us in our passion by means of His own passion. That's what Jesus saw when He was looking at His disciples in that critical moment in today's Gospel.
He saw their pain. He saw their suffering. He saw their cross and he said, I'm going there. The Son of Man must suffer greatly, must be rejected, must be killed because my people suffer greatly. My people are rejected and my people are killed. When Jesus looks at you, he doesn't see what everybody else sees, the facade. He doesn't see your Facebook profile where everything looks perfect and happy, where your life can be edited and perfectly photoshopped to only see the good. He's looking at your cross. He's looking at your pain, at the places you feel lost and alone and confused in life. And that's exactly where he wants to encounter us. But the reason that so many Christians never truly experience the salvation that Jesus Christ offers us is because we ourselves would rather look elsewhere. That's the reason our culture is so obsessed with television and social media. It keeps our attention always going outside of ourselves so we never have to think about our own life. We never have to look at our own suffering. It's so much easier to dissect a football game or a TV show than to analyze the depths of our own hearts. We can spend our entire lives looking, never looking at our suffering, never analyzing the pain we've experienced. Because it's always easier to look away and to distract ourselves. But that's why Jesus said, whoever wishes to come after me must take up his cross and must follow me. In other words, if I am going to the cross, you must go to the cross too. We must meet one another in your suffering or we can never meet. There's a great movie that I think exemplifies this really well. It's called Rain Over Me. It's Adam Sandler. It's not even a comedy, but he probably should have got an Academy Award for it. It's about a man named Charlie who loses his entire family in the 9-11 plane crash. He lost his wife and his four children. And you flash ahead 10 years later and he's cut himself off from anybody who knew him before. Anybody who knew about the tragedy because he refuses to acknowledge it. He spends his days playing video games, watching TV, listening to music, going to bars, and wandering around the streets of New York, living in oblivion. But at one point, he runs into an old college roommate named Alan. And they reconnect because Alan didn't know about his family and he didn't know about the tragedy that took place. But when he finds out, he comes to realize that the unspoken rule of their friendship that they have is that he can never address the tragedy. He can never talk about the suffering that took place in Charlie's life. And the film develops around 
Charlie's journey of coming to understand the only way he can actually heal is by acknowledging the terrible suffering he's endured, coming face to face with it by sharing it with another. Sometimes I think that we do the exact same thing with Jesus Christ. It's like you can have my worship, you can have my obedience, I'll follow the commandments, I'll do all these things for you on the external, but don't ask about my suffering. Don't come near my pain. That's not for you. And we hide it for ourselves. But it was for that very reason that Jesus Christ came to us. To find us in our suffering. To share our pain. And to carry our cross with us. But we ourselves must be willing to acknowledge it so that we can share it with Him. The most authentic people I ever meet in my life is in that confessional. And it's a very few percentage of the Catholic Church that actually come to confession on a regular basis. But they're the most authentic. And I see always in their eyes when they look at me that they're, they're living in the tension of life because they're recognizing the sins that they struggle with or the brokenness of their life, but they're bringing it to Christ. And they're saying, I want you to be a part of this. It's one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had as a priest, is in the confessional. Something we can ask ourselves, all of us today, what is the hardest thing you've ever experienced in life, whether it be in the past or in the present, whether someone hurt you or you hurt someone else. Have you ever shared that pain with Christ? Have you allowed Him to see that cross, that suffering? When Jesus looks at you, that's exactly what He sees. And if you truly want to encounter Him, you must be willing to look there too. That's why we need a God hanging on the cross. Because so much of life is a cross. And the deepest part of us as human beings, what goes deepest into the fibers of our being is the suffering that we've experienced in life. And so if God has not met us there in that suffering, then that means that the deepest part of who I am is still unredeemed because it hasn't been shared. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. We all gather here every single week. We all look at the same thing happening upon this altar. Bread and wine offered up. But not everybody sees the same thing. Some people see just bread and wine. But to those with faith, see bread and wine transformed into the very body and blood of Christ, God in the flesh. And when you see that, when you recognize that, and you receive Him into your heart, 
then that's when healing can begin. When you accept Christ into the land of the dead within us, the places of our sufferings, and we look at our cross with Him, that's when we can see our life in a whole new light because we're no longer alone. That's when we're truly able to walk together with the Lord in the land of the living when we share that place with Him. That's what redemption looks like.